0: Hi, and welcome once again to Concepts for Living. we consider it a privilege to bring you more biblical principles for contemporary living. Concepts for Living. I want you to stay tuned because I want to share with you the fact that many questions can only be answered by the passing of time. Stay tuned because I just believe God's going to speak to somebody out there as to why this and why that. What you'll note from this message is that there is something behind this. Hallelujah. A man born blind. By the way, a no-named man. A no-name man, born blind, comes center stage in this saga or drama. As Jesus passes by, he is never referred to by his a name. He's referred to in phrases like. This man, the man, his neighbors saw him when he had been healed and he was returning and they were puzzled because they asked, is not this the man? The man that we know who was blind, but yet we observe him walking in sight and with sight. In fact, when he even speaks of himself, he never uses his name. When he was being spoken to by the Pharisees questioning the authenticity of his healing, he answered, I am he. I'm the one that was blind, but now I see. I could tell you that much. You see, the reason why there's no name is so you have some space to put your name there. Going through something painful, grievous, long-standing, seemingly never-ending. This man was born blind and that man could really be any man facing handicap, disease, suffering, or difficulties. The preacher Ralph G. Turnbull when referring to his treatment of the text Lamentations 1 and 12. It's a place where Jeremiah Expresses his feeling of lament. And as he does, he asks those that are passing by. In fact, if you let me use some of our more uh, present day vernacular, I'd like to be able to say, Come on here now, limitation." I'd like to be able to say, Hey, y'all passing me by. Don't you see my suffering? Don't you know that there is no suffering like my suffering? Don't you know that I'm troubled to see you passing by and not doing anything to help me? Let me read it. Is it nothing to you, verse 12, all ye that pass by? Behold and see if there be any sorrow like my sorrow, which is done unto me, wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me, in the day of his fierce anger. Hey, you, passing by, don't you care? Can't you see my condition? Can't you see my state? And this man who was blind was well known in the city, not only by his neighbors, but obviously by those disciples. the suffering of blindness, the sense of walking continually in a dark sphere can cause somebody to end up with an attitude of defeatism, an attitude of fatalism where I I, I just don't think things will ever change for me. I've just resigned to living like this for the rest of my life, not knowing. that yes. there's something behind this. You, yeah. Why the suffering? Something behind this. In fact, why not a world without suffering? Why not a world without suffering as Uh, G. Turnbull puts it. He he says, you know, we clamor for a world without suffering while at the same time asking God to bless us with his best. But we cannot receive his best without going through what it takes to realize his best. Uh, so, so, so I, I'm trying to set this up so you understand that whatever you're going through, say, whatever I'm going through, I'm going through as, a God, as a child of God, whatever I'm going through, I'm going through as, a being, as a human being, I know that, God, that God, has God has not deserted me. Not deserted. There's something behind this. Every circumstance that I face, something behind this. Something bigger, something better. Amen. And so then you have what I would like to refer to as the argument. And the argument begins there with his disciples. It's amazing <laughs> where some questions come from. Your companions. in this case, the disciples, not the Pharisees, the disciples of Jesus. Put to him a question. Here's the question. And his disciples asked him, "Master, who did sin? This man? or his parents because in those days within uh, the Hebrew community there was belief that sin was in the world because of hereditary connections. They believed that. They believed that the only way that somebody got sick or even blind was because they sinned somewhere along the way so they believed so they asked did he sin or did his parents sin somebody had sin for him and that's what we do what did you do how you end up in this don't tell me you didn't do nothing (laughs) because the only way that you could be in this state is that you did something wrong along the way you did something evil maybe folk may not know it but I'm telling you you did something But I love what Jesus answered with. Jesus said, neither. You are absolutely wrong. There are some conditions that you will have to face, some circumstances that you will have to bear, but it doesn't mean that you did anything wrong to get there. Stay with me, Holy Ghost. Help me to say it like you said it. We have a way of judging people with our preconceived ideas. We we want to condemn folk and and sentence them, not realizing that it wasn't about sin. (laughs) It was about something behind. You don't see it, not yet. But the argument's going to be settled. Number one, that nobody sinned. It's not about sin. Everything that happens to you is not about sin. This is not the result of some sinful act done in private, some consequential manifestation of behavior that was unacceptable in the private place. And now finally, it's... Open. it's revealed. No, there's something behind this. I'm not going into all the ramifications of how Jesus healed him. That's not my duty today. My duty is to say that while that man had resigned himself to being blind, thank God, one day Jesus passed by. If you could just live long enough for Jesus to pass by. If you could just hang on in there until one day Jesus passes by. Because when Jesus passes by, something happens. You're not getting at me. I said when Jesus passes by, when he comes on the scene, something happens. Then he's able to show himself mighty yeah. and to show himself strong. Yeah. The three points of this message the argument, the arrangement, and the aggrandizement. Stay tuned, you'll see how these points make plain that there is something behind this. Number two, the arrangement. In order for God to make manifest, he needs to use time, place, and state. Time, place, and state. First of all, time, in the sense that, you know, we need to get to uh, the understanding and appreciation for time. Everything God does in the earth realm is regulated by the factor of time. Everything. Even for Jesus to come, they have to wait 42 generations for him to appear. Everything on this planet requires time. We have to learn how to manage time. It's a setup. God's setting this thing up. He's arranging for that man to have been born, the man to have lived, the man to have existed all this time up from infancy, childhood. The teenage years, young adult years into the adult years where they referred you as a man. When you were referred to as a man, you were considered to be an adult. All that time. You don't know how I search. You don't know how I agonize over acquiring his age. And then I, saw, I backed up, I said, "You know what, God, I can accept this. He was a man. <laughs> that meant he lived a while. That meant he knew what it meant to have to struggle with blindness. That, you know, he, he's a man, but, but it's at this point when no doubt he had given up on any ever hope of seeing that God lets Jesus pass by. <laughs> Our suffering is opportunity for God to show his works. His works are all supernatural. I like the way <laughs> uh, Frank Ludbeck puts it. He, he, he says this, and just catch it while you can. God, he said, quote, God's highway runs straight through us. God's highway runs straight through us. In other words, to get to where God wants to be, God does it through us. What God wants to uh, achieve and manifest, he does it through us. That's all Ludwig is saying. See, we want to see God doing things over there. Just go on do it, God. Go on. You know you're almighty. God, you know there's no failure. You go on, God. No, God said, you is who I need to manifest through. So all God's deeds in the earth are done through man. So much so that Jesus could have come angelic. But he took on the form of a man. It behooved him to be made like his brethren. You understand? Because if we are going to truly understand this God we are serving, we have to understand that the God we serve understands man. So he knows our struggles. He knows how we are in private. And he knows how we are in public. And he knows some things that we would never say in public that we say in private. He knows whether or not we've given up. He knows whether or not we're determined to wait on him. We can sing it all we want. I will wait on the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I will be of good courage, and, and he will strengthen my God. It's good, but are you? Are you? Are, are, are you? But I know who God is. Well, who is he? He is Jehovah Rapha. Yeah, yeah he is the God that healeth. Yeah. So that means sickness. Yeah. Sickness has no victory over God. God is a healer Jesus is a healer the world don't believe it Jesus is a healer he heals all the time he heals the sick he raised the dead ain't no time to be afraid Jesus is a healer We got some clap-happy folk serving him these days. That's all it is. Got to be a little. Got to have a rhythm. Let me tell you something. The fact that God can do what the devil can never do. The fact that God is able and willing to work with you in your messed up, jacked up self to show himself strong and mighty through you. The man was blind, but I'm glad the blindness did not serve as a deficit to him. It was a credit for God to show himself strong and mighty. I know that it doesn't sound like it's a shouting message but when I stop and think about all things working together for my good, huh? all things working together for my good because I was called. You were called according to His purpose. See, that's what's behind. Say, that's what's behind. That's what's behind. Say, purpose is behind. purpose is behind. A lot of folks see purpose out there, but before it gets out there, purpose is behind. Yeah. Purpose is mysterious. <laughs> I say, purpose is mysterious. Yeah. Uh, let me help you. Here, 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 you got to look at this thing and understand this thing, and that is that God works mysteriously yeah. his wonders to perform. Yeah. <laughs> His footsteps yes, yes. on the seas, and rides, rides on every, and storm. every storm. We see the sea and we see the storm, but we don't see Him riding. But God's riding right now. In your situation, I said God's riding right now. Oh Jesus, I said God's riding right now. See so you all didn't get this. I say God's riding right now. I'm a, let me go there, Brother Coffee. I say God is riding right now, Brother Coffee. Now wait, never wait. Now some of us waiting one day, or one day, and some day, but no, no. God's riding right now. Come on, say right now, where I am in the midst of my state, in my mind, in my body, in my spirit, in my relationship. God is working right now. He knows about my bills. He's working right now. He knows about my needs. He's working right now. God is at work right now. Well, as always, we sincerely trust that you've been blessed and challenged through this word and that now you understand that there are times when things that appear to have been against you, things that were difficult to the point where you couldn't even understand it. But now you know that there is something behind this. It'll give you the grace to endure until your day of fulfillment comes. So until next time, when we come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God continue to bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.